Good morning and welcome back to your favorite podcast. It's a non-negotiable for me. And today we're going to be angry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like us trying to be angry. Like, doesn't really work very well. To give context, we are going to be taking an anger assessment. So we've taken the love language test. We've taken apology test. And today we're going to be taking the anger test, seeing how you deal with anger. So the blurb about the test says, take this quiz to help you understand how you manage your anger and how you might better use anger to promote positive change in your life and relationships. And I'm curious, Alexis, do you think that you can, I guess, use anger positively? mm, That's such a loaded question. I think, so anger is never, in my opinion, the, like, big emotion like it's an emotion it's a huge emotion but it's never like the root cause anger stems Mm -hmm. from like uncommunicated other emotions like the little anger iceberg like the anger shows but like the loneliness the sad like those things are underneath so I think if we're talking Mm -hmm. like promoting that positivity with it maybe it's like talking about like what's underneath that anger that you can work through I don't know though I don't know how you could use anger positively just in general Hopefully they tell us because, yeah, just reading that, I'm like, "Mm." but maybe we just have that negative connotation about anger, you know, using it in like movies and stuff like that. It's just people like screaming and breaking shit and like being so angry. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's not obviously entirely what it is or how you use your anger. Mm. Mm. Maybe it's like, you know, when you get really mad about like injustice, like Mm -hmm. and you like do like you advocate maybe that's like a way to use it positively i guess yeah like do something yeah fuel let it fuel hmm. your passion if you guys want to take this anger assessment with us we will link the quiz in the show notes of the episode um so you guys can take it along with us it's on the same website as the five love love languages and the apology quiz that we took mm-hmm. so let us just jump in actually before we jump okay. in have you seen the new um what is it called trailer for the new emotions video or whatever it's called (gasps) yes oh my my gosh yes i have there's four new emotions one's anxiety and there's three other ones and i'm gonna go see it when it comes out because it's gonna be so good i know i'm so excited (laughs) i was like why am i excited about this movie like but it it looks so freaking cute like the trailer of them like rearranging the whole thing and like Mm. they're like what is happening what is happening and like why is it orange and he goes oh hi I'm anxiety. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. It looks so freaking cute. Uh, the first one was adorable too. So yeah, oh, I'm so I'm good. really stoked for it. And yeah, we'll go. Well, fuck. Why do you live in Florida? I know. Maybe when does it come out? Maybe I can come home and we can go just see that movie. Let me Google it and I'll find out. Okay. Um. Also, we'll both just kind of put a disclaimer here. If you feel or hear, as I feel, if you hear our mouses or clicks or anything like that through this episode, it's Mm. obviously because we're taking this quiz on our computers. But let me see when it comes out. I'm having technical Um, difficulties. So (laughs) I'm on a different mic. And that's also why there was not a podcast um, in the recent weeks because my good mic is not currently working. So I apologize. You got to get a new one. Random stuff coming up. So it says Inside Out 2 is set to hit theaters on June 14th, 2024. Oh, no, I'll be I'll be in Ireland. 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 Yep. Well, damn. Oh, wait, will I be? Maybe not. Maybe I can't come home for that. Maybe I got my days wrong. I'll let you know. <laughs> we'll plan a time. We'll make a chat in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Book club slash movie slash all the things happening in there. Okay. Let's dive in and click start. Okay. The first question. I guess I'm assuming all of them are going to kind of be similar. So it says, choose the statement that most closely describes you. And there's three choices. One, I have serious arguments with my loved one, sometimes for no reason. Two, I think most people would think I handle my anger well. And two, or three, (laughs) when I'm angry with someone, I am quickly and respectfully able to tell him or her why. Okay, see, I think it depends on the person, but Mm -hmm. I think I used to be the first one. Like, I 
would get angry for no reason, but I think now I've worked through it a lot (laughs) in therapy. I think now I'm the last one. Like I'm able to say why I'm angry and able to say I'm feeling upset or I'm feeling angry right now. So I'm gonna go with I would say I'm three as well. Okay. But I would I would agree that it's kind of situational mm-hmm. and I think it depends on what the thing is that makes me angry and then who it is yes. like directed towards. <laughs> but yeah. we have learned that if you overthink these questions, they become really impossible to answer. So we're trying to go with our first gut choice. <laughs> oh, yeah, very true. Very true. OK. OK. Choose the statement that most closely describes you. One, I'm very good at being quick to talk to someone who offends me so we can work out the issues. Two. I fly off the handle quickly, or three, sometimes it takes me longer than I'd like to get over being angry. I think I'm one and three. I was thinking that too. Yeah, I'm good to talk to someone, like in question one, but I'm also, I wouldn't say I hold grudges, but I I tend to stay angry, or at least in a mood, like I I stay off for a Mm. long time after something like that derails me. I think I agree with that. I think I'm going to go three just because I'm not good at being quick to talk about it. I'll talk about it, but it takes me just a second or two to process and be like, okay, I feel like this is something that I do need to bring up. So it takes me I'm going to go with three as well. And I, I feel like I've mentioned this to you before, maybe on the podcast or something. But one thing that I've noticed when I do it, and obviously there's some sort of like a something behind it. But oftentimes I like stay angry because I feel like if I don't stay angry, then people won't take me seriously or that like they think that what they did was okay. So it's like I I battle with myself where I'm like, okay, I'm over it. But then I'm like, but you can't be over it because then if you get over it so quickly, then people will think that they can just walk all over you. So you have to stay mad for like the entire day. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember you talking about this. (laughs) So that's why I'm like, uh, I definitely it takes me a lot longer. But, like, I'm quick to talk about it, but I'm definitely going to stay in a mood, like, all day. It takes a lot more to get me out of that mood than what it does to get me into it, if that makes sense. No, it definitely does make sense. I don't blame you. Mm, I need to unpack that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The next question. (laughs) The statement that most um, closely describes you. One, I occasionally feel regret about how I express my anger. Two, I simply let bygones be bygones. Or three, I find it very hard to forgive someone who has done me wrong. I'm kind of reiterating that third choice again. Definitely going with number one, I think. I, when I do express my anger not in a communicative way, I immediately feel bad about how I express it because it's not in a way beneficial to anybody. So. Yeah. And I think, I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning where anger sometimes is like the byproduct of some other emotion and I feel like if we communicate about the emotion before it turns into anger Mm -hmm. then you're less likely to have a reaction that you feel regret about like if I talk to you about feeling unappreciated like that's different than being so angry because I've been bottling that up for weeks and then it bursts out to be like why don't you ever do this and why don't you ever do that versus like getting it before it gets to that point absolutely I think that's one of my issues like I'm great with expressing a lot of my emotions but there's a few that I'm not great about and I do push them down and then I have a burst of anger come out and then I'm like I'm sorry I didn't mean to act that way I'm feeling this way (laughs) but it takes me that time and it shouldn't have to take me that time of getting angry to do that so yeah what are you going with I feel like I'm gonna go with one as well just because the previous question I feel like is the same answer as the third one of like finding mm-hmm. it hard to forgive someone who's done me wrong because I kind of hold that grudge a little bit longer. So I don't want to keep answering the same thing. And I do feel like that one is also correct. I don't do it. I like how they use the word occasionally because I, I don't do it often, but there is occasional times where I will say something and then yeah, afterwards I'm like, that was purely out of emotion and it had yeah. no like help to our conversation. And I apologize. Oh yeah. Okay, so choose the statement that most closely describes you. One, little things don't bother me very much. Two, I wish I had some better strategies or ideas for taking care of the anger I feel. And three, I take frustration so badly that I can't put it out of my mind. Ooh. Mm, 
I would say one for me. I like little things don't bother me much. I feel like when I do have conversations or if I'm feeling angry, I feel like it's a it's a big deal, like it's mm-hmm. worth bringing up, but of course everybody's feelings are valid in that way, like every like different things are big deals to different people. Yeah. So I feel like I don't really let little things bother me like if shoes are out. I will say actually that I used to be like that. Mm. Now I'm not. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just hit my mic. But yeah, used to be like you didn't make your bed and yeah. now I'm angry all day. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I think I'm also going to go with that one because the other two don't suit me. Like I have good strategies for taking care of anger mm-hmm. and I don't take frustration badly. Like I can put things out of my mind. Little yeah. things don't bother me very much. I guess that's the most true for me. I was about to say, that's just most closely describes us would be the first one. Yeah. I support. The next question. One, I've been so angry at times. I couldn't even remember some of the things I've said or done. Two, I consistently find appropriate outlets for my anger. Or three, I'm usually able to figure out what it is that makes me angry. I'm going with three. I can figure it out. Same. I, if I don't know answer. in that instant, we do this every time. <laughs> if we, if I don't know in the exact instant of me being angry, that's when I usually try to sit on it before bringing it up mm-hmm. because I want to be able to communicate my feelings. And if I don't even know what the fuck's going on, then how am I going to communicate it? But I definitely, I've, I've never like blacked out being angry and don't remember yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So three. Next one. Um, One, I don't generally like being angry with others. Two, I have said malicious things about others to get back at them when I'm angry. And three, I rarely, if ever, raise my voice in anger. I would say one, I don't don't like being angry with others. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But what I was about to say is I would prefer if people didn't piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm making a conscious choice to just be angry at people. Right. (laughs) Back to our road rage. It's like, well, if that person just wouldn't have cut me off, then I wouldn't be angry. (laughs) No, literally. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I'm also, like, between three, I guess, because, like, I don't raise my voice. But I don't like being angry with people. I will be honest. I know three is not me. I am a raise my voice kind of person but i i'm loud in general i guess i just speak loudly um and passionately passionately thank you and that's something that omar and i had to work through a lot because i would be like talking passionately about something that anger wasn't even on the table and he'd be like why are you mad like i'm not mad he's like you're yelling like that doesn't mean that i'm i'm mad so so that's i just yeah i'll raise my voice but i think I'm going to go with one. I don't generally like being angry with others. I can definitely see the the passionate thing. I often get told, like, you're just very passionate. And, mm-hmm. like, because I, I speak with, with purpose. And, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I guess <laughs> yelling on that question. I was thinking, like, yelling. But I can see how I might be in a heightened state or, like, my voice mm-hmm. could be re- rosen or whatever higher because I'm excited or passionate or whatever right and to me I don't think it's yelling when I'm angry like I don't really think I yell that much when I'm angry but I've noticed that to him it seems like yelling because he wasn't raised in a household that talks at that level of mm-hmm. volume. so that's where I think it's yeah yeah I mean it's all about thresholds with that like if you grow mm-hmm. up in a household where there was constant yelling like when someone is yelling you might not even register it because that's just like a normal state of being right. yeah <laughs> And being like, why are you so calm? <laughs> like, Literally. <that's> scary. <laughs> yeah. The next one. One, I've had trouble on the job because of my temper. Two, my temper has caused problems with loved ones, but we usually seem to work it all out. Or three, if I have anything to do with it, I don't let unresolved issues hang in the air with those I care about. Um, I'm stuck between two and three because 
I think for three, like, I try not to let unresolved issues hang in the air, but there's some people, like, some loved ones that repair in fights is really hard, so we just kind of, like, sweep it under the rug, which I know you're not supposed to do, but whatever. But I think two, like, the temper-causing problems, but working it out, I think I'm going to go with that one. I'm also between two and three, but I think the times that my temper has caused problems with loved ones, I think is more rooted in that, like passionate stuff Mm -hmm. or it is I don't want to say full-blown arguments or yelling or anger but it's to be honest like conversations about some sort of political issue or social justice issue that like gets everybody riled up and then like causes problems between loved ones like plenty of times I've been in those conversations at like Thanksgiving or Christmas and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like that happens but then I I don't let the conversation just end there like that's fine if we get heated but then three comes into play because I'm like what is our resolution what is the solution what is like how are we walking away from this because I don't want it to be this like anger thing or like some sort of a resentment yeah and I I want to get better about that so bad because like I think repair in arguments is so important but it's something like I am if it's not modeled for you you have to learn it right and so I think it's a skill Yeah, for some people, like, with Omar, I can repair, repair all day long, but with other people in my life, like, that's really hard to do because we've never done it, and they're not willing to do it, so I think I'm, yeah, I have to go with two. Are you going to go with three? I think, I think I am, because I feel more closely with that of, like, I, it, it eats me up if I'm, like, if I don't have a resolution after some Mm -hmm. sort of an argument, or even just a disagreement. If it doesn't, it doesn't have to get to full-blown argument, but if we disagree on something, or we're having some sort of a conflict or something, like, I want a solution at the end of it, and the solution sometimes is, like, agree to disagree, but, like, I want us both to get to that point of understanding that we, we got to that point, not just me walking away thinking it's an agree to disagree, and the other person thinking something else. I want us to both be on the same page, um and I feel strongly about that <laughs> okay. but I I will say that I think it is like a, a learned skill because I've had to work hard at that and I've noticed how you said like a lot of other people don't like doing that side of mm-hmm. the work like there's people that can argue or can you know do all those like all day long but then when it comes to like fixing it like they want nothing to do with it or like apologizing oh some people gosh, you'll yeah. never hear them say I'm sorry which I think resolving issues plays into apologies and taking accountability and like looking yourself in the mirror to point out how you were wrong in that situation as well because usually they're not one-sided I also believe it's always like a two to tango thing like I'm never entering a conversation being like I'm right you're wrong admit it it's we both were right we both were wrong so let's just figure it out and I think a lot of people don't want to be faced with those feelings of being like I overreacted or I did this and like the repair part is much harder than just arguing about it and then acting like it never happened (laughs) absolutely yeah I think that was like a perfect way to word that oh thank you okay maybe I'll we'll go to my master's (laughs) do it you know you know I'm all for that I think you should Uh, maybe okay um one I don't tend to get in many arguments Two, some people are afraid of my bad temper. And three, I've blurted things out in anger that I knew I needed to apologize for right away. Three. I don't, yeah, I don't want to click three because it feels like I'm like, it's too real, you know? It's reading yes to fill. (laughs) I'm also going to pick three. It's too real. I just, I also can't say that I don't get in many arguments because I'm confrontational. So like. I do get in a lot of arguments, but I don't like seeing them as that. I just see them as like a confrontation and a conversation. But I think a lot of people perceive my confrontation as starting an argument. So like I I will say I get into a lot of arguments or confrontations with people and nobody's afraid of like my bad temper because I don't think I have a bad temper if we're talking about the stereotypical anger, like yelling, throwing things, breaking things. So but I will say things out of emotion that I do clock immediately. And I've done it with Cohen where like, I'll say something and then I'll immediately be like still in an angry mm-hmm. voice. Cause we're in the middle of arguing, but I'll be like, that was out of emotion. I'm sorry. Yes. Like keep, keep talking. 
<laughs> no, I agree with that completely because like I do. Yeah, I get in a lot of disagreements or not disagreements, but like you said, confrontation. I try to bring awareness mm-hmm. to things that may need some resolution. And I see it as just like a confront, a healthy confrontation. Other people may see mm-hmm. it as arguments. I People aren't afraid of me. Like, <laughs> I don't think people are afraid of me, but yeah, I definitely say things. And in the moment, I'm like, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I'm still upset, though. So <laughs> like, I'm still angry but I'm sorry. (laughs) The next one. Number one, though it doesn't happen often, I usually recognize when I'm angry. Two, I have control over how I express my anger in the vast majority of situations. Or three, I often break things when I'm angry. Um, I am gonna go with, my stomach just crawled. Okay, I am going to go with two, that I control how I express my anger in the majority of situations. I'm going to go with one. Mm -hmm. I feel like out of the two, between one and two, I recognize when I'm angry more so than when I might have like an unintentional outburst of like emotion. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'm going with one. Okay. One. After getting angry, I'm still able to act lovingly toward those around me. Two, I sometimes feel like arguments with my loved ones just lead to more arguments and difficulties. And three, my anger tends to come out suddenly in strong bursts that often appear uncontrollable to others around me. Mm, I would say two. Okay. Because I admitted at the beginning that like I'm not able to just immediately act lovingly towards my loved ones after getting angry. (laughs) So I can't be one. And I don't think I have, like, I'm not uncontrollable in some sort of, like, suddenly strong burst. Like, that just doesn't resonate with me. So, I feel like out of those three, I feel like two. I am going to go with one. But the third one is, like, the anger comes out suddenly in strong bursts. That was me for a very long time. So, reading that one, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, but I'm not like that anymore just because I used to have like very strong like triggers and I would just get angry uncontrollably mm-hmm. that I, d- I couldn't. Yeah. But now I'm kind of at the point where when I get angry, I'm able to kind of like be like, I still love you. I'm just a little upset right now. Like, let's do X, Y, Z together. So I think one. I think this is more of a not really a question for you unless you you know, like what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But with two I see it as when I have these like confrontations or conflicts with people, I want to talk about that issue. And then I feel like when I'm talking with people, they often want to bring up other issues and I'll always try to like circle back. But I guess that's what kind of is pulling me towards that second one, where if if we're really getting into a heated argument with some sort of like a loved one, a family member or friend, then somewhere along the line, someone's going to be like, well, two years ago you did this. And I'm like, okay, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about this right now. We can have a separate discussion about that. But like like throwing out all these other things is not going to help the situation that we're trying to talk about. And I know that that's just kind of like a it can be more of a defense mechanism for people of mm-hmm. like they just want to kind of shoot that off on someone else, I guess. But that's more so why I want to choose to because I yeah. feel like it's never just a let's talk about this like it always has to be like well let's talk about this from when you were like three and I'm like okay (laughs) right and that's so hard because like that's not on you but that does happen with other people and so like that's like so Mm -hmm. out of your control with the reaction you know yeah and then I feel like going back to one of the other questions of something saying emotionally or like you know the outburst kind of thing usually when that happens it's like a mini trigger for me and then I'll say something that's like what does that have to do with anything that we're talking about yeah (laughs) like and then I'm like I don't mean to come off so harsh sorry but I'm trying to talk to you about this issue so is there a reason that you're and then I try to rephrase I'm like is there a reason you're bringing up this issue is it pertinent to this conversation is this something like that has any bearing on what we're talking about but I'll Mm -hmm. usually not say that in a nice way first because I'll just be like why the fuck are you saying that like what does that have anything to do with it (laughs) I think that, and yeah. then I gotta like reel it back in. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. The next question. Yeah. <laughs> One, I just keep it to myself when I'm angry. Two, I am quick to forgive others who have offended me. And three, I'm usually able to resolve arguments with other people. 
I don't really keep it to myself, so it's not that one. I'm very good at being like, I'm upset. Um, I have to go with I'm three. not quick to forgive people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I would love to go with two in an ideal world, but I know that's just not me. So I am going to go with no. I'm able to resolve arguments with other people. Yeah. And I know this goes back into we can't overthink it because it makes it impossible that I was really quick to notice the offended me word in that too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you offend me, usually you're offending person. It's kind of like intentional. Like you're not everybody does not intentionally because I know accidents happen, but like usually you're like picking someone to like offend, like you're going to do something yeah. purposefully to piss them off. Then no, I'm not going to forgive you because ah, you were just see. being a dick on purpose. Interesting. I noticed that I'm quick to forgive others first other than the offended part <laughs> because I was like thinking to myself I'm like yeah people will say like I'm sorry and I'll say like thank you for that and I'll take my time and when I'm ready to be like you know what it's okay it might be like three days later I'll say it but I'm not gonna say it right then and there so yeah no I just noticed the offended me and then yeah. I was like absolutely not <laughs> like if you offend me it's it's hard to like offend me I, you have to, like, be intentional with it till they say something that's, like, I don't know, specific of, like, some homophobic slur. Like, or if you're trying oh, to be, yeah. like, rude in that regard. Like, if you're offending me, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm writing you off. But that's how I read it. But I know not, like, how you said it. Like, I just read it. Like, you forgive others. And blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> yeah. living in your little, like. And you're, like, don't you dare <laughs> offend me right now. No, I like it. I say go with, don't go with that one. But, like, that's a Go with three. Point. But that's how I read that one. Yeah. Okay. I think this is... Nope, it's not the last one. I lied. Um, Okay. Number one. After an argument, I often find myself wishing I had thought of a better way to respond. Two. People tend to think I overreact when I'm angry. And three. I work hard to have all the facts before acting on my anger. Three. I'm going two. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it because of the passionate thing? I think so. I think that in my head, I, when I do get angry with things, it's because like I said before, like I, it's with certain emotions that I tend to bottle up and then something Mm -hmm. small can happen where that emotion gets triggered and I react in anger. And then people are like, well, that Mm -hmm. this one event that occurred should not have been that level of reaction. And then I have to step Mm -hmm. back and be like, I'm sorry. I understand that was completely out of pocket on me. However, I've been feeling this way for xyz amount of time and i didn't express it which is also on me i should have but Mm -hmm. i didn't feel comfortable doing so so to me like that tiny event did mean a lot but it does look like an overreaction to another person oh i can see that as far as like witnessing that for people and being like whoa or even like with road rage for example like people who have road rage i'm like that's an overreaction they literally just are going 10 under like who's it hurting and then people are like So like there's different different things. So I can I can see that. I think I like to have definitely all my facts straight before I enter any kind of like conversation or mm-hmm. definitely confrontation. Um like Cohen jokes about it all the time, but he was just like I, he's like I feel like I have to do like a research paper before like arguing with you because <laughs> if should. I say something you're going to be like why? And he's like I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like then you can't say that. Yeah. But like that's me on certain things that we talk about. But I definitely want to have my ducks in a row because I like to I kind of like speech and debate feeling of like mm. I want to be able to defend what I'm saying and why I feel the way that I feel and why this had hurt me or you know x amount of times that you've done this before or like whatever the conversation's about to get into like I like to know what I'm walking into or like what I have on me and then potentially what could be coming at me so like I'm like fully having this whole conversation before we're engulfed in the conversation. You like to be able to like protect yourself walking into the argument so that way things don't come out of left field to you. I guess like I like to know or I you know, there's no way to know but I like to be prepared yeah. or feel prepared. So if anybody's listening to this and I ever confront you just know that like I have prepared. <laughs> She's been thinking for this <laughs> in, in like a funny way too but yeah I'm not I'm not so out of like an emotional outburst like if something does happen it's rare for me to like for example drop a plate and it break and me just be angry mm-hmm. like I'm or at least I try to be very concise or like concise isn't the right word 
I just like to know what I'm going to say before I say it or you know you like to I want to make sure that I deliver things properly I want to make sure that I'm taking everything into consideration I try to look at things from all anger all angles before I get upset because kind of like our notable quotable or I guess we tried to record an episode last week and it didn't work so we'll use that notable quotable (laughs) this time too but the notable quotable was choose curiosity not judgment Mm mm-hmm And I try to do that before I get angry. So like before I'm confronting you, I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, what possible other explanation could there be? And I'm trying to already make your arguments for you. So that way, when you say that to me, I'm going to be like, okay, well, still, why did you do that? Or like, what was your thought process? Or like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it definitely does make sense. For sure. Probably a little excessive on my part, but. (laughs) Mm -mm. No, it's not. I mean, like, it's good to. Kind of like what you said, you work to figure out like what's underneath that anger and then you go to that person, you say, these things are happening. I feel like it's because of X, Y, Z and this is, yeah, so that's good. Well, that's good to hear. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing great. I'm doing great. But I think that's also, we talked about this too in the last episode that we'll never see the light of day because it's terrible audio um, of me, people thinking I'm intimidating. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what goes into it is like, when I come so prepared to these conversations, I guess, that people find that intimidating or like they don't want to engage with me in a conversation because they don't have their ducks in a row or they don't like they feel like they have to do all these things before they can like talk to me about like an issue, not just talk to me, but like those kinds of things. And I'm like, I don't know how to like just start a conversation with you about emotions without trying to come up with something like how I don't know. It's just interesting that like people engage in a conversation like that like that something could turn into an argument without fully thinking through it themselves yeah and I'm like yeah I do think though like anger is such a tricky thing because I think a lot of people do have like triggers and it flips your brain from thinking into Mm -hmm. like fight or flight mode and especially like I know a lot of my overreactions reactions to things are because my body lives in fight or flight and so Mm -hmm. it constantly switches over to that anger thing so sometimes when people do try to healthily confront something other people that have those reactions may be like i feel like they're attacking me right now even though they're not but your brain goes from thinking to just straight into that amygdala like i have to protect myself and that's like something that they need to work through and on them but it just sucks that it is a reaction that you get Yeah. And I also try to prepare myself in that regard. Like once I've had a few like conflicts with people and I can guesstimate how they're going to react, I try to approach it differently. And like I I change my tactics Mm -hmm. versus like who I'm talking to to try to like make sure people don't know I'm attacking them and like little thing, even like the tiny psychological things like I'll sit in a chair that's like lower than them so that I'm not like over them. Like I'll try to like yeah like I I will make sure that they're near a doorway and like those are all kind of subliminal things that people don't all the time think about of Mm -hmm. like feeling trapped or feeling attacked or feeling all those things but I'm trying to put people in positions that they don't feel those things with me and who knows if they've actually like thought about it but like I think about it like I'm like okay you're gonna sit next to the door and I'm gonna sit lower than you and like I try to do all these things before I'm like so I was upset earlier and like (laughs) so that it doesn't just get to an immediate like well I just did this and it's like defensive walls Mm -hmm. like whatever needs to happen I try to do anything before I get to like the walls because once you get the walls up like you're not gonna Mm -hmm. find a conflict or a resolution easily and I'm like can we just avoid that stage (laughs) good for you for trying to make everyone else feel comfortable when you're confronting them (laughs) I'm trying that was the last question. Yay. Yay. Okay, so your results, it's on like a little slider scale. What does your results say? You are handling your anger well, but can improve. Okay. Like where are you in green, yellow, orange, red? I like am where? in green, like in the green headed towards the yellow. Okay. Where are you at? I like it. I don't, mine's like on the line between green and yellow that's like, yeah, i don't know if you can see the little line or not i but. can't see the line so i'm assuming mine's on the line as well yeah we're probably because mine says the same thing so you're handling your anger well but can't approve <laughs> okay 
Good but test. I mean, it makes sense because we answered a lot of our questions similarly. There was yeah. a few that we did differently, but let's see. It says that your results are indicative of someone who likely handles your anger well in many situations, but there are still times when your anger is handling you. Recognize the areas where you are doing well in handling your anger, but also be cautious that your anger is not getting out of hand in other ways. Think about the situations where your anger comes out most often. Is it with loved ones? Is it at work? What happens when you react angrily? Are you a shouter? Do you turn your anger inward? What words do you tend to use? What feelings tend to come out when you're angry? And how do those feelings find expression? Are those in good ways or bad ways? And then it has some like action steps, but I'm curious of your thoughts of that first part. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because at least like the are you a shouter or do you turn your anger inward? That one really stood out to me because I know that like I turn my anger inward until it comes out in like an overreaction. So I was like, that's interesting Mm -hmm. that they like break it up like that. But I definitely like that it points out thinking about where your anger comes out most frequently because for everybody, they have different reactions to everything and being able to like Mm -hmm. consciously when you're not angry, think through a time when you got angry and be like, okay, why did I get angry at this point? What was it? Was it tone of voice? Was it the person? Was it the place? Like what occurred? Mm -hmm. What triggered me? And how can I help that in the future is really important. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where like this kind of stuff is a skill because it's things that you have to work at. You have Mm -hmm. to identify your triggers and figure out what exactly makes you angry. And those are conversations that I try to have with people and with myself. And I think that's what also people have a hard time talking about with me when I'm like, so what made you upset? And they're like, well, because this happened or whatever. I was like, I understand that happened. But what about that made you upset? And it's really hard to get to that root of like, why did that make me upset? Like, if you take that, whatever happened, like the situation, if you take that out of this context, put it in with new people, like, is that a bad situation? So that there must be something specific of like, what made you upset about it? And that's, that's where the hard work is of like, unpacking that for yourself and trying Mm -hmm. to identify like, yeah is it tone or is it body language or is it like time of day like are you just a cranky person in the morning and like don't talk to me before my cup of coffee kind of thing like (laughs) if you realize that you're mainly angry in the middle of the day like or when you haven't eaten or like trying to pinpoint what else is going on what other external factors but also internal factors could be at play whenever you are getting angry often yeah I think I talked about this Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was saying I talked about this on Cohen and I's podcast because I unpacked it with myself. um, That something that Cohen does often like triggers me and I've never been able to figure out why. So I've never talked about it because, again, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need to figure it out before I bring it up. And I know that it's nothing specific to him because when I try to unpack it with myself, I'm like, there's nothing inherently wrong with that action. He's not doing anything wrong. So why is it making me so mad? And I'd sit there with it and it's been like months or something. And it finally like clicked one morning when we were about to record because he he did the thing and I immediately shut down and I was like gritting my teeth like I got angry. And then I'm like, Marissa, what the fuck is this? Like, you got to figure your shit out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I realized what it was. And I like we talked about it on the podcast very briefly. So like, I don't want to like reiterate everything if you guys already listened to that one too. But long story short he triggers me whenever he loses something of his like if he doesn't know where he put something Mm -hmm. and I'm like there's nothing wrong with that like people lose shit all the time like and I lose shit all the time so that's where I'm like I know that there's nothing wrong with that behavior he's not doing anything wrong like it's not a moral thing it's not a whatever it was like he just lost something why does this make me so upset and then I realized that when I was younger um my stepdad used to kind of like raise me in a way that was if I didn't put something away I lost it like I got, I got it taken away from me because I didn't care about my things enough in his words. Like if you, if you care about your items, you would take care of them. So if you don't take care of them, you lose them. And I just realized that I was getting like that childhood, like trauma trigger response of like, you're losing your shit. Like you mm-hmm. need to keep track of your stuff. Do you not care about your stuff? Like you deserve to lose it. Like, cause you're not putting it away. Like, why don't you put yeah. it away? And I could, couldn't figure out like why it was making me upset. And then I like, you have to do that inner work but that was hard it took me like months to figure that one out where I'm like why does this make me so angry (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, yeah. And like, I, okay, that's so interesting. I love anger. I love <laughs> anger. I love looking at anger and like talking about anger. So that's so interesting to me because like, as we know, like the body keeps the score, you know, that book, like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And our bodies physically remember and react to things that feel similar to traumatic experiences for us. And so like, mm-hmm. it's so interesting that you were able to like be say to yourself like okay this is a reaction from something that was traumatic for me when I was younger and it's not on him but you know that's something that makes me angry when that happens like that's so I'm sorry that you get angry when that happens your stepdad's <laughs> but <laughs> no and that's what like Cohen was just like well he's a dick and I was like I know that like mm-hmm. but that doesn't negate what happened and like obviously being little and stuff like that but like the body really does keep the score because often I would just be in a mood and then I'm like, yeah. why? Like, why am I, why do I have the physiological signs of like anger? But I'm like, I'm really not mad. Like he did nothing yeah. wrong. What's going on? Like, and so I had to like unpack that and it was really interesting. And then we talked about it like more on the podcast of like, that's so fucking it, just cool too. But it's little stuff like that, that I do, or we should all be doing of like mm-hmm. trying to unpack that, but it's, it is hard work. And I wanted to use that as an example. Cause this, this one took me like months to figure out, like oh, there's yeah. plenty of times that Cohen loses shit and it pisses me off and I've never said anything. Cause I'm like, there's no reason that you should be upset right now, Marissa. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And so that like that internal work takes time. Oh, absolutely. And even being able to say like, this is making me mad. I need to figure it out and not just react like you did is hard to do so like kudos to you for doing that but like that is hard to do so it's really important for you to realize like not you as in you marissa but anybody to realize (laughs) like okay i am getting mad is this a fair reaction and where is it coming from before reacting in anger but that's it's really hard it is really hard it is it's like and i think since doing that one i've started to recognize other ones Mm -hmm. of like oh that might be this or like Cohen and I got into a little another mini argument about something else and he even mentioned he's like are you actually upset about this or are you upset about something else and I just sat there and I was like I think I'm upset about something else like (laughs) so it's like really hard to understand and like but it is good to have someone that you're able to talk through your emotions with whether that be a therapist or a loved one like how you Mm -hmm. said like you can sit here and repair and repair and repair with Omar because you know that your relationship is solid and like you guys can fight and you're not just going to break up after every argument and like you're able to do the hard work of trying to repair that um so once you get into a position with someone like that like Cohen and I can have those conversations where we're just trying to figure out for each other of like what are you even pissed about and then being like I don't fucking know and then like we try to figure it out together because it's like I think I'm pissed about this or maybe it's this and if you like need someone to do that with like trying to find that person rather is like easier than trying to do it alone because there are some things that like I can't do unless I like talk it out with someone else absolutely and also be aware of like with that person that like safe person don't take your anger out on them because they are your safe person Mm -hmm. because some people only feel like they're able to let anger show when they are safe and like that's not Mm -hmm. fair to them either so I mean that's the epitome of toddlers like oh my gosh when yeah. like Teenagers. parents are always like why with that too like why do our kids just always like scream and yell but then they're with other people and they're on their best behavior and like mm-hmm. or if you have kind of like that default parent like if a kid acts amazing with the dad for example but then it's always like tantruming with the mom and the mm-hmm. mom's just like what the fuck it's because your child feels safe with you like and so yeah. that's it kind of sucks still because you're like well I don't want them to do this but it's kind of a heartwarming like your child feels safe to express their emotions freely with you and so you are going to see more tantrums because you're their safe space yeah so it sucks but it's like good (laughs) yeah and it's yeah very very and they're toddlers so they can't regulate (laughs) right and it's like okay as a parent like working to recognize that and be like how can we redirect but yeah that's a whole other thing Mm -hmm. but yes people tend to get angry with those that they feel safe with and like it's hard to recognize like I'm not angry at this person I'm angry at xyz situation that happened but this is the only way Mm -hmm. that I can get it out Mm -hmm. it takes time and I've said that verbatim to Cohen multiple times like when we are arguing because he on his own regard he said this so I don't want to like seem like I'm airing out his stuff we talk Mm -hmm. about this on the other podcast but 
he often takes things very personally so if we're arguing he thinks that like i'm just so upset with him and like at any point i could just break up with him and like leave because i'm just so angry with him and so there's multiple times during an argument i verbatim say like i'm not mad at you yes i'm upset but i'm not upset with you i'm upset about this thing like we Mm. are separate from the the situation that happened like our level of relationship is like intact locked in great but i'm still upset about a thing but it has nothing to do with you and like i have to be very like specific with him because oftentimes like he'll read into that and be like damn like marissa just like hates me and i'm like i don't hate you i'm just upset (laughs) yeah and i omar and i um used to have that all the time where we'd be upset because of something that happened the day and start to like get mad at each other and we had to start saying to each other like hey I didn't deserve that reaction just because you're upset about something that happened in the day and now it's gone to the point where we have to say like I'm overwhelmed I need your help don't talk to me <laughs> oh. yeah or like <laughs> no no <laughs> I mean maybe but it's like I know like when I come home and I'm like having a bad day I'll say I've, I've had a long day I'm feeling really overwhelmed I just need a little bit of help right now or when he's getting overwhelmed like he doesn't mm-hmm. like having a lot of objects in his hand that's like one that makes him very angry so when he has too much in his hand he has to like there'll be times where he'll be like yell or something and I'm like I don't deserve that and now he's gotten good and he's like I have too much in my hands I'm overwhelmed please take something out of my hand and I'm like I can help with that I can grab a couple things and we work on that I love that has that what this is more funny side but have you ever just seen the claws that come out on girls like the amount of things (gasps) that we carry in our hands yes but like Omar has two cups in his hand and is like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I literally was talking about this in Target the other day because I had toothpaste, a toothbrush, mouthwash, um, dental floss, my phone, and oat milk resting on top of it all, like a whole gallon of oat milk, carrying it in one hand. And I was like, hey, Omar, like, it's a little heavy. Can you take something? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, why didn't you say anything? I was like, I don't know, because I can hold it all. Like, girls just have that ability. Yeah. It's like an adaptive thing through evolution by not having pockets. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. (laughs) literally it's amazing but well we'll end it on after it kind of gave you the breakdown it did also say some action steps for you Mm because of course we both got the we're handling it well but we can't approve so the action steps did you want to read those sure okay so it says you would benefit from better understanding the distinction between good anger and bad anger distinctive for good anger as dr chapman describes it is a normal response to genuine wrongdoing injustice or mistreatment Distorted or bad anger, on the other hand, is our response to others when we have incorrectly perceived a construed wrongdoing, injustice, or mistreatment. We don't have all the facts correct in distorted anger. Learn some other key differences between the two responses in... Oh, there's a book. It says in chapter four of this book. Oh. We have not read this book. Um, No, we have not. (laughs) Some people look like they have it all together on the outside and rarely appear out of control due to anger, while underneath the facade that they tend to simmer with unexamined anger this implosive anger can be categorized by brooding or withdrawal among other expressions so Hmm. i do like the distinguishing like the definitive and distorted anger like trying it's basically choosing curiosity over judgment being like is this a good place to be angry or is there another reason for this or did i actually get yeah like mistreated and offended and like i'm very valid in my feelings of being angry right now <laughs> yes yeah does this feeling have validity behind it of what's happened mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so interesting i love taking these tests i know they're so fun they open up so many questions in my brain i know and i love that you love anger like i love i just love everything all emotions <laughs> all things brain oh, yeah. like oh yeah and we're gonna go see inside out too uh, not till next june but (laughs) it's gonna be so good it's gonna be so cute the trailer is like freaking adorable and i didn't know or at least the trailer that i watched it Mm -hmm. they only showed anxiety but he said oh yeah like me and the others and then the main happy girl was like there's others like so i know that there's more of them but i didn't see who any of them are like the trailer that i watched whatever but i'm so excited because i think it is good to kind of have a child-friendly or at least like a kid-friendly movie talk about those kinds of emotions as well like anger and happiness like inside out was so imperative or like just amazing with discussing emotions and now Mm -hmm. to i'm assuming they're going to bring in like depression anxiety like those kinds of things like it's great it is and it's like 
it's really good in the way that it describes it too like it it's so not fully accurate but like it does do a really good representation of what emotions are like in our brain and mm-hmm. i think one of them is boredom maybe that's coming in I, yeah i, I didn't see really any of the other ones there's a few I'm there's gonna... four total i believe well from my little google search it looks like they haven't really unless i don't know it was a quick google search but i don't think they've released the other emotions it looks like they've only really shown anxiety but it does say that it introduces other new emotions like embarrassment and envy but these are previously categorized under like Ah. existing characters so i think they're about to like develop the existing emotions but into like that next tier that can also come from sadness and disgust and like happiness yeah. like surprise like there's not going to be a whole character for surprise because Wait, it's a very like if you look quick emotion at the poster there's extra emotions underneath oh underneath their little yeah so it doesn't say who they all are but i i the purple mm. one definitely looks like boredom or it could be the depression if they're trying to go with like anxiety depression like yeah i don't know but they also said like envy and other things are probably going to be like second tier to the existing emotions so or something. Like, I don't know. Maybe they have babies and they <laughs> they have babies. Are little emotion babies. I don't know. I'm ex- I'm either way I'm excited. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Well, thank you guys all for listening. Um our notable quotable which we kind of said a little bit earlier was choose curiosity not judgment which i love um but if you did take this assessment with us let us know what you got and we will talk to you guys next week bye bye